0: hello everyone welcome to spoiler party i am claire i am micah and we are continuing our meg Lingslow holiday christmas mystery readathon with today's entry um how the how finch
1: the stole christmas
0: precisely by donna andrews um so before we get for that um i'm gonna put words in the right order then they're going to come out of my mouth in a smooth fashion. My turn? We're good. All right, so um, I failed to prepare a fun fact for this I had episode. the fun facts. Oh, you have a fun fact? I was going to do my off-the-cuff fun fact. Oh,
1: then by all means, off-the-cuff
0: fun fact. Okay, you're going to still do yours because mine's pretty weak. Um, I mean, it's not super exciting. But. Weak is maybe the wrong word, but okay. um, I got a case of hiccups right before we were going to sit down and record, which was mm. unfortunate. Indeed. Um. But, fun fact, the only um, hiccups cure, and you know there are like a million floating around that everybody swear by, swears by drinking water upside my, down. My, no,
1: upside down, my, my favorite, as you know, is that you stand up, you, you uh, twist your body to the side on the, on the, on your hip, <laughs> at the hip, you twist as close to like a 45 degree angle as you can, you can't, you can be like 70, whatever, right? And then you drink the water uh, that way, so your diaphragm is as extended uh, and, uh, as possible right it doesn't work
0: yeah you always tell but, me I'm doing it wrong yeah because it doesn't work
1: no because you're doing it wrong
0: uh huh it
1: worked for me one time
0: and, and therefore therefore that is how um, medicine actually worked throughout the ages until <laughs> <Yeah>. very recently
1: <laughs> true
0: um I did a thing and then the thing went away that's why there's so many cures for like, hiccups and like the mm-hmm. common cold and like mm-hmm. things that will eventually just go away by themselves right unless you're one of those unlucky people that gets hiccups for like 70 years but I don't like thinking about that um, not uh, good. <laughs> um, no, but the only, um, hiccups cure that has any, like, scientific proof behind it, it's not, like, super strong proof, but any, any proof.
1: Any proof, which is more than we have for everything else.
0: Yeah, is eating, uh, like, a little bit of, um, sugar or something sweet. Um, so, to add a little bit more of anecdotal evidence to it, I had a spoonful of honey, um, and now my hiccups have gone back to the depths of whole hell from which they came.
1: That's true. I thought I, that I wasn't happened. Yep. And the hiccups were gone. Yep. So I'm impressed. As you can hear. I, yeah, absolutely. So, or maybe I'm just really good at editing. <laughs> okay. It's true. I don't edit this. Alright. Okay. <laughs> so actually we're on a si- in a similar range and okay. uh, it's not so much a trivia or a fun fact. It's, um, do you know what the most eaten food by, um, NBA players is pre like the like the number one pregame like meal.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot for, about this
1: for NBA players is not the snack on the sidelines, but the meal to eat before the game.
0: Tell me more.
1: It's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches.
0: Nice. Um, is it like high performance peanut butter and shit?
1: Oh, Claire.
0: High performance so, jelly. Um. High performance bread. It
1: used to it used to be
0: double XX protein. peanut butter and
1: jelly on white bread, right? Like, right. Uh uh sometimes they take the crust off um babies uh, agreed like the, like there's a, i imagine because i think are like gourmet chefs the that cuts, are
0: working here right? are to, like dinosaur shapes uh, oh I it. god
1: i would you know what i gotta see if they do that in toronto <laughs> do,
0: some,
1: do some examination some here i have to do some real uh actual uh reporting it's cause unfortunate because i feel like most of
0: the um sandwich dinosaur cutter shapes that i've seen usually tend towards like the the brontosaurus. brontosaurus style of dinosaur yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that the one that they decided is it actually a dinosaur yes. yeah, yeah.
1: whatever or brachiosaurus brontosaurus whatever yeah we're like actually it's just an adolescent form of another one because mm-hmm. science continuously progress continually yeah. progresses and if you hold on to the old science then you really need to get over yourself
0: just chill it's fine Let's it's relaxed. a constantly evolving maybe you don't form emotional
1: attachments to like fossils i don't know I actually do 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 no that.
0: sure sure have fun i have with emotional it, attachment like, to
1: fossils i can't be out here like <laughs> i love that fossil it's a What's cool your favorite fossil. fossil uh probably like uh like a an ankylosaur fe- femur or something like that that's not really a femur but you know what i mean
0: like i mean dinosaurs aren't really the right the right um area but i feel like if we're gonna have a discussion about your favorite fossils like pippin needs to be here
1: that's fair <laughs> yeah i mean they really are knowledgeable about bones that have been in the dirt for quite some time <laughs> um human ancestors etc but
0: right, tell me more about this peanut butter and jelly sandwich so
1: now. um like a lot of teams are big into peanut butter and jelly sandwiches mm-hmm. um
0: uh protein you got carbs you got sugar exactly energy uh the, pro- the problem
1: is, right, that, like, NBA players... So the thing, the, the way this works is a lot of NBA players enter the league very young. They have these whatever habits. They've maybe spent one or two years in school. Hmm? Quick
0: question. Yes. How does this go for NBA players that are not from America? Because I know that anyone non-American basically thinks that peanut butter and jelly sandwich is the weirdest shit they've ever heard of.
1: Look, the same way that they start saying things like NAMI, like you get into the nba long enough you just become part of the culture or right whatever, fair right? enough Fair enough. it's changing a little bit but not that much the league is still like 70 percent black and they're like um and they're still all from here mm-hmm. so like um you get you're still gonna get a lot of shoot man some of these <laughs> my, my favorite thing is cultural exchange through the lens of the nba you know like christoph perzingis in his cornrows
0: oh right uh, yeah like, as a kid because he loved
1: <laughs> alan iverson and that kind of stuff like that's that makes the heart go pitter-patter. So, uh, no, they think it's fucking weird as hell, but then, you know.
0: Then they figure you, out how it. it is.
1: It's great. It's fantastic. Um, and so, uh, it's for, okay. We get these are terms or what have you. From, from the standpoint of uh, NBA... Uh, physician, not physician, like the dietitian, nutritionist. nutritionist you no, know, one of
0: them is real. One of them is not real. Right. One of them is an actual licensing. I think dietitian is an actual licensed thing where you have to be trained. Whereas yeah. nutritionist is just a fake label. Anybody can apply, apply to themselves. I think that. I much. think that's
1: correct. So, like, my
0: my apologies if I've gotten that wrong and somebody right. is
1: But the official like NBA people who like take care of the food and the train, like the training staff and all of them, whatever, right? They hear peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and their hearts sink <laughs> they've been spending all this time trying to get these motherfuckers to eat a eat a vegetable, right? right? Like right, you fair, know, fair. you know. And so they hear peanut butter and jelly, and they're like, white bread, sugar. <laughs> sugar <laughs> sweet ass peanut butter which is more sugar, sugar and then salt and then salt and then another piece of white bread mm-hmm. and they're like my god this mm-hmm. can't like, we've been doing all this time to like hone these bodies to perfection and this is what you're this is what you're throwing at us um one of the big catalysts for changing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to like a more gourmet thing was actually Dwight Howard in 2000, 2013 his team is just fed Bleh. up and they found out that this dude was eating like 12 candy bars a day like <laughs> And they were like,
0: That sounds
1: all right." were like, this we have—you can't eat any more junk food. You just can't do it. And so the way they got him to stop eating it was to like make, like crafted like gourmet um, gourmet peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. With yes, with like the gross, like high-powered protein peanut butter, uh-huh. like like the not sweet. It's like it's like literally like peanuts and like a healthy yeah. oil and they right. just grind it. Natural, shit. Natural peanut butter. Yeah, and they put that shit on a sandwich and jams like like fresh like, like natural peanut organic butter is great if
0: Somebody else is mixing it up for you. Oh,
1: amen. <laughs> and they're not using your food processor, so you don't have to clean it out afterwards Oof. or whatever. Like, God, you know, absolutely, it's great. From someone else that's doing it. Um, like, but they would get like fresh organic jams and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff to like do whatever. And then one of the training staff of everything was like, look, man, like we just use the white bread because it's easily, most easily and cheaply available stuff. We can get it and like buy the truckloads or what have you. And really, they can burn off all all the calories from the entire thing before the game even starts. So like it's just like a snack for them or whatever. And we had to like just mm-hmm. like give up on the whatever. Um, so there are gourmet sandwiches from across the league my favorite my favorite little tidbit though is that the cleveland cavaliers because um where they're located um their big partnership is with schmuckers right schmuckers who makes shit jelly yeah um so what they do is they give to the um to the opposing team uncrustables
0: you're saying saying schmuckers schmuckers okay
1: did i say schmuckers it sounded like schmuckers (laughs) oh that Maybe I was just kind of implying how I thought about the brand.
0: Mm. Um, okay, but Uncrustables are coming they in. Give un- they give
1: Uncrustables to the opposing team because they hate them.
0: Interesting.
1: And then their team gets, like, real organic, cool. ads, peanut butter, <laughs> jelly sandwiches. And and NBA players will just eat basically anything that you put in front of them. And so the teams had to be like, no, 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 please, please do not eat the Uncrustables. They're bad. <laughs> but it's like... Because they're just preservative, they're small preservative bombs, but they are
0: delicious. There, are, they are. Um,
1: but they're like, unless no, no, you, no, Unless you wait for, that. like,
0: five minutes too long to eat it, in which case it just becomes staleness incarnate. Ugh, yeah. But,
1: you know. Yeah, so they take them out of the freezer, they put them onto the little plates for the NBA uh-huh. players, and the NBA players go over, and the training staff has to come over, like, karate chopping these dudes <laughs> out of the way. So usually, like, some 4'11 white girl who runs into, <laughs> like, seven-foot-tall dudes just kicking them out of the way. Like, stop, <laughs> stop stop you can't eat the fucking uncrustables
0: this podcast is in danger of becoming a nba trivia podcast because i was about to ask another question so I I ask you real f-
1: quick i can make it short
0: okay so it's, not it's not about so stroop-
1: a- it's about stroop waffles
0: no no we can we can handle the stroop waffles another day yeah um nba players
1: also love fake stroop waffles.
0: yeah those weird extra Pro- protein fancy infused. ones or whatever
1: but some players are real g so just eat regular ass waffles.
0: <laughs> okay well we've covered it anyway done um but I was just thinking about NBA players and their willingness to eat anything and general whatever. But um, who, who was the guy? Thought, Search. Do you already know what I'm asking
1: about the him making people eat like tongue and testicles, etc. No, that he, that he, actually, he I'm thinking about that. Oh, that's a
0: cool thing. I was yeah, that's I mean, no, the thing I'm asking about is not a non-cool thing. But no, the one NBA player um, they would always. Just, like, go into, like, I don't know, the clubhouse or whatever, and just eat the food that was there. And then Andre Miller. per diem. It was Andre Miller? Andre of course Miller. it was Andre Miller. Yeah,
1: he's a he's a professional who, like, because NBA players get a per diem when they're on the road to to feed themselves. And Andre Miller was like, why would I pay, pay this? I would keep this money in my pocket, and I will go to the media lounge and eat their food.
0: That's how you know.
1: And he's like my hero, because that's real real good stuff. I feel like
0: he came into the league as an old man veteran. Oh,
1: yeah. He was like 20 years old and was already like (laughs) a 15-year vet to the league. He was ready. So, shouts to Andre Miller. Let's talk about this book, huh? Yeah, I'm going
0: to forcibly move us on to the next topic. We need a moderator. Way too long. We definitely need a moderator. (laughs)
1: We're staying older to keep us on track.
0: (laughs) Right? Uh, It's not so much a question as a comment.
1: Uh, Yeah. Let me talk for 15 minutes first.
0: <laughs> All right. So um, I looked down at my notes and realized that it was a menu for Christmas and not actually notes. So let me get the I'm gonna the actual notes out. Yeah. All right. I'm going to hand this over to you first.
1: So we're going to talk about how the Finch sold Christmas, which is the whatever number of podcast this is, is the number of book in order of Christmas novels that four? she's written. So yeah, I'm going to go with four. So uh, this one is... Uh, not as hectic as the last one um, The The main thrust of this Is that um, Grandfather Is supplying everybody in the town With Goldie <laughs> and Finches Whether they want them or not um, And so This is because there's a Finch smuggling ring Going on in town And the So that's like the background gimmick The main gimmick actually is that uh, Instead of Michael's brilliant awe-inspiring one-man show, which always has standing room only. Uh, They are doing an actual full production of it this year for the charity benefit. So they're doing all of Christmas Carol, but they're getting a a full cast to do it. And they're they're hiring a has-been actor who is also an alcoholic to play Scrooge because uh, the people who run the college are dum-dums. So
0: the idea is that he has enough of a name that he'll draw an extra Ticket shells. Yeah, he
1: will draw in all the 60-year-old blue hairs. And so um, that's, the, that's the idea, at least. And so the whole town is basically babysitting this dude, trying to keep him sober so that he will be able to go on to the show um, and not embarrass everybody. Because it's, you know, they write she does write in every caveat that you could think of basically as to why they wouldn't just throw this dude into a like onto a boat and ship him <laughs> off to sea uh so like yeah because we are uh, because obviously you ask every question about like why would they go through with all this shenanigans and it's because this makes it for a better book
0: yeah i mean i mean like the college lawyers approved a horrible contract that favors him at every step and mm-hmm. yada 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 whatever but yeah Um. So his name is Malcolm Haver. Indeed. And he is in fact one of our suspects. Main main suspects for murder.
1: This is one. This is a book where there is a one murder at the very beginning of the book.
0: We open up with one murder having already been committed.
1: Correct, and that is wild for these things. Not for this. Not just for this book, but for the genre. Yeah, honestly, for the cozy mystery genre, it is rare to get a murder at the very like before the book happens. Uh. Like the modern cozy mystery thing, whatever, mm-hmm. right? So that was exciting, but we also don't spend any time with that.
0: No, because it's not the real murder. Exactly,
1: exactly. It's kind of a background
0: murder, and we don't Indeed. even necessarily know at the beginning that it is a murder. Correct. Um, yeah.
1: So it's just until we get to like fifty percent of the book and no one's dead yet that you have to like try to figure it out.
0: So Meg, in the course of her trying to figure out who's still selling this dude alcohol, um, ends up finding an animal smuggling operation
1: as, as you do in car philly
0: <laughs> as you do um right
1: right on the county edge
0: yeah kind of right on the county edge clay county you know how they are mm-hmm. bad people <laughs> um so everybody gets involved in going out to do an animal rescue operation and and such forth mm-hmm. um but then in the snow what is that that this puppy from the puppy mill is barking at a human foot a boot inside of the boot, a human foot.
1: Indeed. That's what happened.
0: That is what happened. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, our murder victim is who is presumed to be an animal smuggler. Mm-hmm. His name is um, Johnny Willamer. 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 Yeah.
1: Because we're from country, Virginia.
0: Yeah. And he is basically not a character at all.
1: He is, he makes, before we discover his body, he makes one appearance where he is selling. Uh, Malcolm Haver, both booze and a golden finch, yeah. that is being smuggled.
0: I don't think he even has a line that we actually. He never speaks. Yeah. That we actually hear. Nah. Um, so don't feel bad about him. Not at all. We're good. Um, so to continue on our suspects list, we also have um, Malcolm Haver's agent.
1: You can't read my handwriting, can you?
0: I cannot read your handwriting.
1: Uh Vince
0: right? O'Manian. Yeah. There we go. Um and he is a city slicker, doesn't know how to handle these rural places, so he's carrying a gun.
1: He carries a gun. He keeps he says so many rude things about like the country, and by the country I mean anywhere that's not LA or like basically LA, New York, Chicago, I think is what they said.
0: LA, New York, and London, London. I think. He said
1: maybe London. Maybe London. Maybe London. <laughs> uh which is like bold. I agree though. Maybe London. Uh, <laughs> everything else is not civilization. So, but you know, fair. Get watch out for the locals. He's like, he always tries to hire like lawyers and protection for his clients when they're going outside of civilization, so that they don't get railroaded.
0: I mean, honestly, though, that bit's like well, that fair. Makes sense. No, that like the, your clients. Sense. He's like, yeah. When my client goes to an on-location job, I have a number ready for a lawyer, a doctor. All night pizza delivery place for places that are civilized enough to have one of those, which uh,
1: Carfilly is not, because <laughs> <laughs> Luigi has to go to fucking sleep.
0: Right. Damn um it. So yeah, um, gosh, are there any other suspects? No, there's no other
1: suspects. We
0: really don't suspect Millicent. anybody
1: else. Millicent uh, Flanders.
0: Millicent Flanders. She is um, the rabbit fan. The rabbit fan. She camps out by the stage door every day, um, trying
1: to get a glimpse of Malcolm Haver.
0: Yeah, but he is a jackass. Indeed. Um, so, you know, um, we do have some other amazing characters that come up in this book.
1: Oh, I just wanted to say something, uh, whatever. This book is also A Christmas Carol because True. Malcolm Haver not only is playing Scrooge in the play, but is being Scrooge in real life. Uh, before he has his wonderful redemption at the end Mm -hmm. uh, where he uh, his heart grows three sizes and he becomes a significantly better person overnight when he learns simple things like how to handle jet lag or (laughs) his his, was it anxiety from getting on a plane migraines Uh, migraines from from a plane plane riding yeah Yeah. he learns how to handle things like that so um good good on him yeah Good, good on him so yeah Talk about the other characters. Like,
0: maybe if you have a migraine and feel bad, tell people that instead of just being a raging asshole.
1: But I don't don't want to think I'm weak. Yes, but everyone hates your guts. (laughs) And no one thinks you're weak because you had a migraine off of an airplane.
0: Right. And if they do, fuck them. Yeah. First of all, if someone thinks you're weak for having, like, a medical issue, then fuck them. And then, second of all, do you want to be considered weak or do you want to be considered a giant asshole? Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And he doesn't. He doesn't even know that finches, that birds in general, are are easily distracted by putting a net over, not a net, but putting a blanket over their cage.
0: He's like, "How do I get the finch to shut up so I can get some sleep?"
1: He's like, e- "Throw a blanket over it, dog." Uh, don't throw like a regular blanket over it though, because like you'll suffocate your bird. Yeah,
0: don't suffocate your bird. Yeah,
1: that's a. Some people don't know that part, so that's good. Yeah, just you need to be breathable cloth, but yeah, but just throw a blanket over your bird. Not a bird expert,
0: but probably check into that before you just suffocate your bird
1: they should have come with it <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so the the possibly the best um new character introduced in this book is a it's
1: a shame we went over this last night as opposed to uh fighting on the show about whether or not she was new so i could have been wrong again
0: yeah i'm pretty sure this is the first book she's introduced yeah, in this
1: is the first book she's introduced in yeah yeah um
0: <laughs> I, she is um, assistant manager at the Carfilly Inn, yep. which is the fancy, fancy-ass fancy inn.
1: The super rich bourgeoisie hotel in Carfilly that houses, like, diplomats and shit for the town of, like, three people.
0: Yeah. I mean, Carfilly and its fluctuating size is well-established. It, it can
1: hold everybody. Fluctuating it size can, and It importance. can be whatever you need it to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but Ekaterina um, is Russian and uh, claims her father was, like, a... Spy for the no, no. CIA or something. He
1: claims he was a spy for the CIA. Okay, one whatever. of the biggest operatives. Yes, and she was a child, so she has to believe it. Because why would okay. why would your father lie about something so important as being a, a CIA operative? Fair against the KGB after defecting when he was in, in like you know in your youth. So
0: my dad spied on the Russians.
1: Yeah, but... Kind of. Unfortunately, his stories were all extraordinarily boring.
0: (laughs) The part about the spying, at least, yeah. Yeah, the the spy stories. (laughs) Never found out anything interesting.
1: Here's a a real thing about real-life spycraft. Shit's boring. Yeah, yeah. What did you do? I sat on a boat and listened to people talk about whatever was going on in their regular lives for days and weeks and years.
0: Yeah, sat sat on a boat off the coast of Japan and Mm -hmm. listened to people talking Russian on the radio about nothing. Yep. But um, Ekaterina now has an obsession with... um intrigue and spycraft and etc so she is more than happy
1: and so my theory is that she looked up Jessica Fletcher and tried to figure out where she was and realized she wasn't real so she found Meg Lingslow Meg Lingslo, <laughs> the next best thing and moved to the town where she was because she knew that wherever Meg went dead bodies would arise so she could like operate <laughs> things and, like, would be happening yeah she could find she could practice her true craft which is not managing a hotel although not, she does that quite well not working up from like what does she she started off as like uh Oh, uh, it says that she starts off as something.
0: Yeah. Like, I think I like, a
1: whatever entry-level employee. Yeah. Worked her way up to to night manager.
0: She also has, like, a degree in something fairly impressive. Not that anything's unimpressive. Whatever. Yeah. But not... um. Hospitality management is a perfectly impressive degree. Right. But that's not what her degree is in. It's yeah. in something, something uh, else.
1: Yeah, statecraft. Probably. Um, but, yeah. But she manages the hotel. And... It's very efficient and good at it, but also loves to spy. She calls like her employees operatives. Yes. Um, this, by the way, the Carfilian is a hotel I would never stay in. It's a hotel that I would never stay in because she be snooping through all your shit.
0: Yeah. Not only is it too rich for my blood, but like.
1: Oh yeah, we couldn't afford it either. <laughs> Unless it was like a con showing up or whatever, like a bird con. Um,
0: one of those like um bulk room rates for yeah. cons or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh.
1: She'd be stooping through people's rooms mm-hmm. looking for- mm-hmm. looking for clues to murder stuff to be fair, she had reason to be stooping through this one guy's room because they were the whole town is involved in keeping his bottles away from him so that he can show up on stage for the show mm-hmm. and also the nice old lady is a murderer, so spoiler <laughs>
0: spoiler um so I feel like this book is i mean not that any of the books are like wildly unpredictable, but this book, I feel like, does veer a little more towards the predictable. Um,
1: this book really lights itself up. So this book is even unlike the this book is not about the murder like, at all. This book is about uh, Meg corralling Michael, Malcolm Haver. That's what journey. the book is about, <laughs> and, and about getting him to a good place. Um, so I guess we'll introduce you.
0: But in terms uh, of the plot, though, what this also this book also suffered a little bit from. Is the fact that it has basically the exact same plot as this one episode of Castle, mm. um, <laughs> uh, the animal smuggling, the tiger. It was a little old lady the whole time, like all that. Well, what we've what
1: we've noticed um, in our years of detective work ourselves is that it seems like all the people know each other, or not know each other. They're all familiar with each other's work. Oh, yeah. there's episodes like there's, there's whole movies on Hallmark Movie Channel uh, (laughs) that just lift uh, ideas of characters and some, like, other weird plot points right out of some of these Langflow books. Uh, (laughs) We see this, like, this happens all the time. I bet if I read more, like, other cozy mysteries or whatever, I would notice the plots to fucking the other Hallmark Mystery movies I haven't seen yet or whatever. So, um, like...
0: Pangs of homage.
1: Like, yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, uh, picture Perfect Mysteries or whatever is like being, is lifting ideas from some other stuff. So, yeah. See, I had not seen that episode. If I had, I don't remember it. Um, cause I have not watched as much Castle as you. Uh,
0: yeah. It's definitely one of the earlier seasons because I've seen it many times.
1: Cause you know, me, I watched, I, instead of watching Castle, like, I don't know, whatever, I watched Castle on like TNT, like my grandmother's house at like nine in the morning when I'm going over to visit because TNT just happened to be what, on, what was on.
0: It was my, like, comfort show for a little while there. Yeah. So I watched it a whole bunch.
1: Right, right. No, I'm just saying, like, I did not watch nearly as much Castle. Th-
0: that's fair. That's fair. Uh,
1: because by the time I really got in heavy rotation at TNT, like, because, like, before it was Charmed and, you know, <laughs> those kind of, whatever was on TNT that time time, whenever Castle became it, I lost, when I didn't lose access, I just stopped doing the things that I used to do, like, work at, work at a place that had a TV on
0: mm-hmm. in the morning, so... So, our little old lady is Mrs. Frost. She's um, Johnny Wilmer's mother in law mm-hmm, and also mm-hmm. like second cousin or something. Yes. Because, you know,
1: they're doing the thing. Oof. Yeah. Small. So she comes from an actual small town. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She comes from a real, real small town.
1: Right. Um, Shout out to Aida Butler. Shout out to Aida Butler's annoying ass aunt uh, who makes her drive at 30 <laughs> miles an hour, uh, not on the highway, down a bunch of old back roads. Uh, so we knew where this woman was from. Mm
0: hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So shout out to them. Mm
0: hmm.
1: But yeah. So this lady is suspicious from the jump. Right. Like, and this is not even, so like, it's hard when you're doing rereads to like try to remember your first inclination mm-hmm. of whatever. But I'm pretty certain I was suspicious of her.
0: Oh, immediately.
1: When she started doing the thing with Chief Burke where she was like pretending that she was a uh, senile. And not remembering where things were and, like, uh, that Johnny was dead, even though she just got told three seconds ago. Because she was doing, like, mind trap shit, like, before um, whatever. And she was, like, the first thing she goes is, like, what happened to Johnny? Where is Johnny? Or whatever. And it's, like, you know where the fuck he is. She
0: doth protest too
1: much. Yeah, it was real,
0: real. You show up to this animal, this whole animal thing, ring, and there's only two people on the farm. And now one of them's dead. Like... Really? Mm-hmm. You don't even think about the possibility.
1: Yeah, this whole town got real ages out of nowhere. Yeah. And no one no one bothered to think like suspect her at all. This town would suspect her. They right? would suspe- they would suspect her.
0: You got Doctor Blake running around and he's like ninety something.
1: Yeah, Doctor Blake is <laughs> running around. Claroline Wilner is not young. Uh she's out here running around doing stuff. Clarence isn't that old, but like he's older. He's out here running around fighting fighting vultures and shit.
0: Like, first of all, She's Budgets. sitting in a wheelchair, Budgets. so they immediately assume she's wheelchair bound. Right. Um, but
1: they don't even ask. They don't even ask. her. They don't even ask. ask,
0: ask. They don't even ask. like, oh, she's wheelchair bound, and the house doesn't have a ramp, therefore she couldn't have done anything. Right. If they even considered it that much, which they they don't, they don't really. They don't
1: mention it out loud.
0: Yeah, those so. facts are noted, but not in like a <laughs> therefore she couldn't have done it. Like she's never even considered.
1: She's never. She's never considered a suspect, which is also. A clue,
0: right? (laughs) That she is a suspect, and I mean, at the end of the day, like they were—they weren't even really suspecting her. She basically just shows her hand. They
1: never suspect her. Uh, Ekaterina is like, well, hold on—that's true. Ekaterina is the real. Ekaterina suspects her from jump. Yes, from jump because she's good at this shit. Yes, but are you sure she's really a sweet old lady? Yeah. Also, Ekaterina doesn't like talking to the cops either. So, like (laughs) solidarity there. Oh yeah. Also, talk to the cops. Um, me. Ekaterina, Uncle Felix, we don't say nothing, right? Mm, I don't give um, nobody away. I don't give nobody away. I keep my mouth shut. Um, but um, I just I don't know. I went into Christmas in Connecticut, and it's a great I, movie. It's excellent movie, shockingly good movie for 1940, whatever it was made in. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, does not talk to the cops and didn't trust his old lady because the old lady was too. Uh, perfect of an old lady also she shows up to the place and we think she's senile but her first move is to go for some daiquiris and everyone's like Just get her lit then whatever dog <laughs> her mind's already gone what can be what can becoming an alcoholic in 85 do for you <laughs> you know so like that was weird a
0: katarina <laughs> does also try to uh temper down on on the frozen daiquiris yes <laughs> yeah, she does
1: because <laughs> she knows that's a mistake you yep. um like Meg, she just got a soft in the car right before. <laughs> happens.
0: But uh so she she's waving a gun around at, at Meg. Oh,
1: hold on. So the murder happens. She shoots him in the head. Like This murder is not a mystery at all. There's no like. No, oh, she, just, he, she just shoots him in the head. Yeah, that's it. And I guess she was hoping that like nothing. Nobody would ever find out because the snow would just bury him. If he had if the dog hadn't gotten loose, one of the puppies from the puppy mill hadn't gotten loose. We'd have never found him, I guess. It was the idea. She really committed the perfect murder.
0: Well, like, honestly, I mean, but what was her plan? Like, she didn't know that they were coming that day for the raid. Correct. So, she just happened to be sitting at the wheelchair at the right time. Yes. And, like...
1: Yes. I, just, I don't know. No, it was an awful plan. <laughs> it was an awful plan by her.
0: Well, she, like...
1: I mean... Well, she said she decided uh, to get rid of him because he was doing dumb things. and or oh, sure. whatever. But, like, she had no idea that Meg was there. Right. Maybe... Maybe she looked and saw... No, because he's already... Because he's selling things to people, so that's not it. None of that makes any sense. Mm-mm. Anyway. Mm-mm. Anyway, so Meg feels a phone call from Ekaterina, right? And this, she's driving this old lady to a church function because Meg is that nice. Um, well, actually, because Robin asked her to, uh, Reverend, from the previous books. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the old lady pretends to go to sleep, but is obviously not really asleep. Right. Obviously. And Maggie's just talking on the phone and Katerina's like, maybe the cute little old lady isn't so sweet and cuddly as we think she is. Something like that.
0: She says that way earlier in the book.
1: Oh, that's what she said. Yeah, she said something on the phone. Like, I think we got her because uh, it doesn't make any sense for the clues to be where they were. And the only person who had access to the area was the little old lady. So um, we're doing this. But like, even still.
0: It's not really even laid out that that straightforwardly. Yeah. yeah. Like.
1: We're making it more succinct than The reader can was. put it together. But, but Meg, they're clearly not. Yeah, Meg's not putting Meg it is together. Meg's not putting it together. And so
0: <laughs> it's up
1: at the barn because they're going to picking up some puppies for the, um, uh, the church event. So the, the puppies need to be fostered mm-hmm. because it's a puppy mill, but it's not their fault. So they got able to foster them somewhere. So they're going to take them out to the church and people are going to see the puppies and fall off. They're a bunch of like perfect little golden labs or what have you. Um, and everybody wants one, even though this is Car Philly. This is rural Virginia. They all have six dogs already, <laughs> so like. But you know what though? Once you already have six, what's, what's four more? So like, who, <laughs> who cares at that point, right? Um, and so uh, she finds the barn. She walks into the barn, and Malcolm Haver is there because he's been run. He's on the lamb because he knows the jig is up. The gig is up. Anyway, <laughs> no help from you, and uh, he's hiding in the barn because he's a weirdo like that
0: he wants to make sure that um meg will take care of his bird while he is running from justice
1: right like, eventually they'll find the real murderer and this will blow over and i'll be uh, f- and i'll be free again and i'll come get my bird hopefully maybe probably, probably not he <laughs> loves this bird by the way uh this man is in a bad place in his life and this bird is his only friend even though it won't shut the fuck up at night so yeah. because he doesn't help blankets work so um or birds turn the, turn the lights off my dude <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, does he
0: go to sleep? It looks like a bird ass room. I didn't think about that part. <laughs> I
1: didn't think of it until just now. Like, two or three times i this book. I had not yeah. like, I thought about it until... Just turn I the light bulb, dog. The bird will go to sleep. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I
0: need to look more into Goldie and Finches.
1: Yeah, maybe Goldie and Finches. Which, by the way, sick look. Oh, yeah. Sick look Oh, these man. Birds.
0: It's like, like... um, Good fit. It's, like, very brightly colored and different colors. But, like, rather than, like, picturing a parrot... Obviously, you can just Google this. But, like, rather than picturing a parrot... Imagine something that's more like color blocked. Yes. It's very, it's a very interesting Just like a, one.
1: like a sick fashion sweater. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah. Anyway, um, loves this bird. But I mean, he wants back to take care of it while he's on the land. And so while they're in there talking, the old lady just comes out of the car with a gun. She's like, I have a gun and I'm going to kill you both. And everyone's like, oh, it's the old lady. Yeah. God dang. Yeah. yeah. Who could have saw that coming?
0: Literally everyone. Not us. We're dum-dums. <laughs> but the good news is that the day is saved by Josh and Jamie. Exactly. Who are now 10 years old in this book. They so are 10 years
1: old in this book. Some time has passed. A little less traumatizing um, than if they were
0: still like five.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, both annoying theater kids now, though. Yes. Uh, Just in different, very different ways. Yes. Um, I love that, again, everybody in this family is perfect. Um, <laughs> and they are angelic except for the times with their horrible hell stains but we don't get to see that part hmm. so she just mentions periodically uh that they are oh sorry the murder is not important we forgot an entire character oh, we gonna shit on for this entire oh episode. yeah okay
0: okay cook rack up josh and jamie let the puppies out the puppies um swarm all over the place uh, things happen enough off balance meg gets the gun
1: Make, yeah, make it make it's a gun Haver is having a moment on a on a fucking table just Recite,
0: reciting uh, Julius, something. Caesar. Julius Caesar yeah, he's, he's whatever
1: let loose the dogs of war and he's ah, like he's right. out here killing it like you know he's giving a full thing at the end of it uh he goes full uh he literally does the whole Scrooge speech where he's like uh <laughs> where he's, he's crying to this, the spirit of Christmas that to come and he's like, "Let me come back, and I'll be a better man, and be I'll focus on my man. heart, or whatever." Good stuff. It's it's great. It's actually fantastic. The the climax there is wh- oh, I, yeah. I, chef's kiss. Good stuff. No, uh, Meredith Flugelman. God, uh, Meredith.
0: The, she is Flugelman. Now
1: she's not the villain in this book. She's just annoying. She goes over to Meg and like tugs on her seatbelt
0: she's the social worker she does both child protective mm. services and adult protective services in because carfilly. again carfilly is a very small because it's a very small town <laughs> um, um. <laughs>
1: it's great uh yeah so meredith flugelman is the kind of person who will uh get in your car and check your seatbelt to make sure that it's safely fa- safely fastened the
0: sort of person who says and how are we doing today
1: yes the kind of person who looks at the state of your car knowing that you have twins um Who are 10 years old and goes, did you know that the high school band does uh, deep car detailing every Friday or whatever? Like, yeah, but I have kids. The car's going to be messy, dog. Like, relax.
0: It's once a month and Meg gets it done every time they offer it. Mm -hmm. But, like, kids be kids, man.
1: Right. Like, you can only do so much. Yeah, but she's that kind of person, right? Who is in social work and absolutely hates every second of her job. <laughs> and since I have a parent in social work, I actually know these people. I grew up with these people. Not my mother. My mother definitely right uh, is actually, actually likes like, her job. Right. Um, I mean... Well, there are
0: frustrations. Oh, but uh, there, is, there are always frustrations, but like, <laughs> but actually, people, genuinely cares about helping people, right? Is.
1: So that's so, like, shouts out to her, but not like, and many
0: other social workers are also. Oh, absolutely. Let me see, but like, but, but you this, get but, the ones, but this
1: particular one is yeah, one that I am indeed familiar with that are with. very, like, peppy person. and performative yes. mm-hmm.
0: and insufferable, absolutely. And I, um, engage with some of them from the other side of things <laughs> 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 being a child who was social worked at <laughs> right right
1: exactly and so you can, so, you can yeah i yeah. feel it i feel yeah, it feel, it's very yeah.
0: well uh, portrayed in She's this book
1: very well portrayed and really in the book that's coming up next it she is yeah she this is, is, is basically
0: us laid the groundworks for the next episode which is going to be nothing but
1: just so you know we're not talking about any of the other characters we're not talking about the nothing plot but flugal hate a little bit but it's just going to be 30 minutes of flugal hate because
0: <laughs> my God. All right. So speaking of thirty minutes, how long have we even going?
1: Thirty-eight or so. Look, look. And Sometimes peanut butter and jelly is interesting. NBA trivia. <laughs> that is, I'm sure, of perfect relevance to the audience listening to this. We anyway. have
0: a we have an interesting mixture of things. Of like
1: two people. Oh, of like of what we talk about. Yeah, yeah we are we are eclectic. Exactly. Very much so. Yeah. So yeah, that's this book. Um
0: everybody is happy at the end and they the, get play the, the play goes Haver, off
1: Haver is brilliant on the play
0: ha- um, it's a uh, sober companion tailing around him now who's of course one of Max's cousins right um so now he's like so now he's
1: on the straight and narrow at least until he gets out of Carfilly. um
0: <laughs> he seems to be at least be trying to turn up a he new makes, leaf. he makes
1: his first appearance at a event called weaseltide yes which um, is a minor b plot trying to figure out what that is the entire book um which no one even we considers also we also googling get, it no one googles it it's like we're in the 2000s now you can google things um i think we're in like 2014 at this point or something like that so mm-hmm. yeah you can google stuff and people, someone has an iphone and so um he shows up there to the event which is a bunch of old ladies watching Us vhs fans. tapes of of dauntless crusader which sounds like a sick kind of show that i would have watched as Honestly. a kid. like it sounds it sounds like uh like xena or hercules or whatever mm. one of these like um like terrible syndicated television programs that I would watch every episode of Xena, <laughs> not Her- Hercules. Actually, they kind of suck. Um, <laughs> it's not very good. Uh, Xena was significantly better in literally every way.
0: Uh, I believe you.
1: One day I'll make you watch all six seasons.
0: Can you just Xena. like edit it out? So I just get to watch the really gay bits. Cause I know about those.
1: I mean, there's like a super cut on YouTube. I'm sure of like, Hell the yeah. like of like all the times where like Xena kisses a girl and it's, either edited out or um, <laughs> like ju- jump cut, <laughs> it's like jump cut out of because, you know, the 90s TV was great shit. Um, I think there's the one scene where she's actually, uh, inha- like she's like inhabiting the spirit of a different person. That she smooches Gabrielle or whatever. It's it's yeah, wi- yeah. wild shit. Uh, big, fan, <laughs> big fan of that show. Um, so anyway, uh, this was a episode that happened.
0: Yeah, we jumped around a bit, but we will be coming back next time to discuss "Lark" exclamation point, the Herald Angels Sing,
1: which is really like I don't we don't have favorites among our children here, but sometimes just a little bit.
0: Just kind of have you a little have like bit like one of one more than the
1: other, a little bit more. And I think "Lark" is, it's, it's, is that
0: one. It's very good. It's very super good. great. So
1: come back next time, uh, enjoy it. Change that face.
0: Don't don't go anywhere. Or anyone, stay safe.
1: Don't, right. Don't, don't
0: breathe in air that other people have breathed. If
1: other people are breathing the air, you don't breathe that air. If you have to bring a space heater with you, if you are stuck in a family obligation that you cannot get out of, bring a mask and a space heater and sit your ass outside, even if it's negative two out there <laughs> Celsius. If it's negative two Fahrenheit, then fucking just don't go anywhere. Right. Because that's really fucking cold. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, all right.